Hey, hey, this is Mountain Bike Ben, and you're listening to New England Dirt on Mountain Bike Radio. New England Dirt, Mountain Bike Radio. <laughs> What's up, New England Dirt listeners? This is Mountain Bike Ben. Hey, so this show is made possible by the support of companies interested in providing unique, informative, and dedicated long-form entertainment. Now, i got to give a big shout-out to the presenting sponsor of New England Dirt, Papa Wheelies. They are your go-to shop for all things cycling. Whether you're just starting out, you're a hardcore racer looking for a custom build, or you fall somewhere in between. With locations in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, Natick, Mass, and Back Bay Bicycles in Boston, Papa Wheelies offers bikes for everyone in the family. They offer brands like Cannondale, Giant, Live, Specialize, Salsa, Santa Cruz, yeah, that's where I got my Mega Tower, and plenty more. Now, brands do vary by location, so make sure to check out their website to find out more information. Now, Papa's is staffed with mountain bikers. This is why I love these guys, right? This is why I bring my Mega Tower to them to work on, because they know what they're doing. They offer expert professional service to keep your bike riding right. And every new bike purchase includes three years of free tune-ups. Three years of free tune-ups. That's awesome. And of course, my favorite part, when you buy a mountain bike for $2,000 or more, Papa Wheelies will buy you a one-year Nimba membership. What, you already have a Nimba membership? Don't worry, dude. Papa's will pay for your your renewal, all right? So they got you covered for the next year. Now, new 2020 bikes are rolling in every day. Plus, all in-stock 2018 models are 20% off until they're gone. So head over right now to Papa's and check them out. Now, you know I like to give back. Dan, Hannah, Bree, the whole Houston family, the whole team at Papa Wheelies, love you guys. Thank you so much for sponsoring this. So listeners, please go visit their team in one of their locations and mention that you heard about Papa Wheelies on New England Dirt. You don't live in the area? Come on, just send them an email, info at papawheelies.com, and let them know how much you appreciate their support of New England Dirt. All right, so Mountain Bike Ben back here again, sitting at the 2019 Dirt Rag Dirt Fest in West Virginia at Big Bear Lake Campground and Trail Center, which is freaking awesome. But joining me is Chris Ritter? Ritter. Ritter. Chris Ritter from Mountain Bike Parks. Yep. Right? And so, okay, so... Tell everybody in the listener who's Mountain Bike Parks, right? Because Mountain Bike Parks could mean a whole bunch of different things. But what are you guys specifically doing with Mountain yeah, Bike Parks? Yeah, for sure. So basically, it's kind of a two-part you know, piece of the business. We have uh, a website, which is a one-stop shop for information on all the lift-served riding in North America. So you can go there. And so like find. a clearinghouse of information on the bike parks? Yeah, exactly. All right, cool. Um, you know, so you can go in there and find you know, ticket prices, hours of operations. If you're looking to go there the next day and you're not sure what time they're open, you can jump on there real quick. And you can find it from all the bike parks in one spot as opposed to going to each website and trying to figure all that information out. And then the second part of the business is we have the MTB Parks Pass, which gets you a free day of riding at about 35 bike parks currently. Wow. In the U.S. and Canada, and then also most of them have a secondary, you know, return discount of fifty percent off or more. Slight microphone adjust there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so it, it it's a huge industry that's been growing quite a bit. Um, I mean, the mountain bike industry in general has been growing quite a bit, sure, but it yeah. seems like people are looking for new places to go ride their bikes. So. And we were just talking a little bit about so 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 okay so mountain bike park so 
you're you have this wealth of information on all the parks that are happening right and what's happening at the parks does that include like trail conditions open reports ticket pricing whether they've got rentals like can you find all of that information yeah i mean it does to a point you know trail conditions that stuff yeah, we have to hard. almost be like right, right on there. You know, we try to. We have uh, a couple people that are a part of mtvparks.com, and they've all kind of got a group of parks that are pretty close to them, so they can get some information out there if there's cool. a trail close for some reason or yeah, yeah, yeah. anything going on. Uh, but yeah, if there's rentals going on, you know, e-bikes are a big thing, and there's quite a few bike parks that are starting to allow e-bikes to come in and oh, do really? some riding. So yeah. yeah, I actually live in Harrisonburg, Virginia. And uh, Mass Nutton there just uh, started renting e-bikes and allowing them on their lower trails. No kidding. So, yeah, it's a whole another whole another aspect coming into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so hit us with some of the bike parks that you guys are working with right now. That because you also said that you get a park pass, or if you buy the MTB Parks pass, it gives you days at some of these parks, right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, you know some of the big ones. Uh, there's a ton of them in New England, Mid Atlantic. There's quite a few in Colorado too. Um, Killington is one that we work with pretty closely. They've nice. got a huge bike park. Yeah. Uh, Thunder Mountain in New England or in uh, Massachusetts. Yep. Uh, they've got Berkshire a solid East bike park. Berkshire East is the ski area. So yeah, Thunder yeah. Mountain. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you know a lot of these guys work with Gravity Logic. They've got a huge diversity of trails, all the way from you know just jumping on the bike to the most advanced rider out there. Yeah. Um, you know we have Trestle out in Colorado, Angel Fire. Okay. Um, quite a few out there in the nice. in the west coast too so. nice and what is that relationship like with with the with the bike parks i mean is that is that something that they're actually they see that they're getting more publicity and a further reach and are they opening themselves up to somebody who who regularly rides angel flyer and is like well i got family back east maybe i want to go check out killington while i'm there like is that is that part of the program here yeah exactly it, it links together those mountain bike vacations which are becoming more and more popular you know somebody who may live angel fire is their home bike park but they're going to be taking a trip out to the east coast and they want to ride a couple places you know killington uh you know uh thunder thunder all those yeah yeah Yeah. and so it just makes it easier to go explore more you know it's not just buying a season pass to one bike park and riding there all summer it's Mm -hmm. you know buying a pass and riding as many bike parks as you can throughout the summer and is that is that i mean is that something that's been growing for you guys is seeing like more people buying this this pass to everywhere type of thing yeah and especially just as the the bike parks start to develop more and more you know it's it's a thing where it's not just those super experienced guys who have been riding downhill for 20 years that are going to enjoy these bike parks it's the guys who just got into mountain biking and they're and their families yeah and the kids you know bringing the whole family out you know there's a lot of terrain that's easily accessible for you know even the youngest of kids that they can have fun on but then you also have you know a little bit more of a step up into some bluer intermediates and even uh like the advanced trails there as well yeah yeah now chris what do you think is fueling this do you think it's the 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 technology that is that is prevalent in bikes now where we're getting we're getting you know longer travel slacker um designs i mean everything is kind of shifting towards that spectrum of we can hit bigger things more comfortably yeah. and have a bike that's going to help us out in the long run if we screw up right is is that what's been fueling this or do you think that there's something else that's been fueling it i think it's kind of been a development of a couple different things you know yeah bikes are definitely 
um, not so polarizing, I guess. You know, before you had like the XC race bike. And your downhill bike. And your downhill bike. Right. You know, the downhill bike didn't pedal very well. Right. And the XC bike, you know, maybe didn't descend very well. <laughs> it didn't hug too good. <laughs> yeah. And now you've got that middle ground bike where you can still go pedal it on the weekend, but. You know, most of the bike parks are more fun on a, a six-inch travel bike, you know, that, that you can go r- pedal around afterwards if you right. want to. Right, uh, So, I mean, that. And then also, you know, down where I live in Virginia, I think a lot of these ski resorts are finally starting to realize that they've got to start taking advantage of those eight to ten months they have where they don't have snow on the ground right. with something, you know. Right. They've got to fill it in mountain biking has come on so strong that it's a great avenue to do that it's a lot easier to make dirt than it is to make snow <laughs> exactly yeah 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 where i'm at it uh in massanutten they have uh you know, probably like 10 inches of natural snow a year so they uh make it for a couple months and then we go ride mountain bikes for the rest of the year <laughs> right right so okay so so the ski areas themselves are are perpetuating this as well but it's cool when you talk to some of the 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 programs out there, they're really starting to see and almost adopt the ski, the ski mentality to downhill or to bike parks, right? So there's yeah. a progression here. How many people do you see with MTB parks who are brand new to the idea of going to a bike park? Uh, we see, I mean, we're always kind of educating people because a lot of times we talk to people here and they're like, oh, that stuff is just way too gnarly for me. And we try to tell them that, you know, there's probably trails at the bike park that are easier than, you know, some of the trails that are written here They're this here, weekend, yeah. you know. So uh, it, it's it's made for people to come in and try it out. Maybe they're so more than even, like, a lot of the trail networks are already riding at. So just the fact that there's such of a diversity of trails throughout uh, that it makes it a really great place to go be a beginner mountain biker and go try it out for the first time. You know, you can get all set up with the equipment, do all the rentals, you have all the protection yeah. you need. So it, it's it's almost a comforting place to go try mountain biking for the first time. Huh, oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense because you do have the all the equipment and very entry-level trails that, yeah. I mean, they're like... They're like butter on toast, exactly. Right? I mean, and you've got people there that'll take you down them and you know tell you what's coming up, what you're yeah. looking at. So you, you know, like I said, you're not kind of going out in the woods and figuring it out for yourself. You kind of have a hand. And so. what about the support system for for ski areas who are now trying? Because I know in New Hampshire, where I live, just alone, this summer, two more ski areas are building trails. Yeah. Right, Loon and Crotchet Mountain. Oh, actually. Maybe three in Cranmore, maybe. Yeah, so maybe Stratton's getting a new one in yeah, Stratton's uh, building Vermont, up. Too. Yeah, so it's exploded in the last couple of years. So what about the the? There's a lot to learn within building good trails, right? That's why people like Gravity Logic or mm-hmm. in Vermont there's Sinuosity, and yeah. I know that Highland has the Highland Trails crew that that they're they're helping to build some of these trails. And is there? also a group out there who's going and is this part of what your role is and i'm just throwing this out here so i don't know the answer to this question but is there a group out there who's also going to the ski areas and saying here's what you need to do from an operations standpoint to help support this new park that you're building because in the ski industry there's a very well known and sort of tried you know approach to getting skiers on there right but how about from the mountain bike side yeah i mean I think that Gravity Logic they they definitely do a little bit more than trail design too. They probably have a little bit of a information as far as what could be done on the operations side. Okay. But there's also you know a couple of bike parks that have been around for 
quite a few years that have seen what works and what doesn't. Yeah. And yeah. so I think that information kind of just, you know, you have people from these new bike parks that are traveling to the bike parks that are already established and saying, hey, I saw this at Mountain Creek and it was awesome and working really well kind of yeah. thing. So, you know, it's almost just one of those things where traveling around and trying out all of the new bike parks is the best way to see what might work for what you're what you have yep uh you know there's definitely a different plan for you know a smaller resort compared to a larger resort like what's going to work for one is definitely not going to be tailor-made for another yep um but yeah there, there might even be something in that as far as uh doing that in the future being a gravity logic but doing it from the operation standpoint and saying what'll work in that point what's that you can do whatever you want to for lunch sorry my boys are interrupting a, a podcast here yeah you can have a lollipop yeah did you guys have fun at the skills park you have fun yeah cool cool chris this is my son, Aiden. The oldest one is Aiden, and the youngest one there is August. Nice to meet you guys. You say hi to Chris? <laughs> <laughs> you guys ride any bike parks? Where you go? Where we go? <laughs> Over there, yeah. <laughs> so they go up to Highland with me. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, with, so, okay, so... Um, Gravity Logic helps with some of the the operation side of things, but then also people are touring around and going. Is there a competitive edge right now within the mountain bike park world, or is it almost a philosophy of the more the merrier because it's just helping to grow the sport and perpetuate what we're trying to do here? That's how we definitely feel about it. You know, the more bike parks opening up and the more places people can go ride is you know better for everyone who's looking to ride mountain bikes to us. Um, yeah, there's probably definitely some uh, competition between some of the bike parks out there, some sure. of the big boys for sure. Uh, but for us, you know, we try to be as, as equal as we can with all of them and, and just promote the entire uh, industry. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's cool because, you know, you see like if, if anybody's – if you're listening to this, I'm sure that you've obviously gone on to YouTube. And the craziest thing over the past couple of years is watching how many videos – from Whistler's opening day, there is. Like, when Whistler opens the bike park, it's YouTube explodes yeah. with videos. Is that, again, is it is it the industry is now just kind of gotten onto the point that everybody wants to go to the bike park because it's a, a self-contained experience? Is it YouTube that people are going out there and they're kind of capturing what's going on and so more people are interested in it? Like, why is this? It's, it's like, over the past few years... And I know at, at my, my home bike park at Highland, the traffic there is through the roof. Like, it's just super popular all of a sudden. Five years ago, it wasn't that way. It was like, what's happening with downhill mountain biking? Yeah. Right? Is this sport dying? Now it's like, okay, there's something different here. Yeah, I think there's been a couple things. You know, just the fact that I think the industry has grown so tremendously anyway, that there's just that many more people mountain biking. So many biking. more riders, yeah. Yeah, and so they got to go somewhere, which is awesome. And I think that's why there's a lot of bike parks that are coming and opening in the last couple of years. Uh, but then you have, you know, like the guys in the World Cup that are killing it uh, from the U.S., Aaron Gwynn, yeah. Nico, and Dakota Norton. And, you know, those guys have a background in building bike parks, too. You know, they, they yeah, have an yeah. awesome bike park in Windrock, which is a great place for them to go train. But it's also a great place for anybody down in the area to come ride. So I think that that's going to be a huge influence as well. So it's just things are happening the right way right now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
it's cool. developing the way it needs to be developing. Yeah. Yeah. So how many of these bike parks that you guys represent have you been to? I have been to who probably in the 30 range. Wow. Uh, I actually, the way I came into MTV parks is my wife and I moved into a van for a summer. We were kind of over the bike industry life and we just wanted to go take a break from it for a year. So, uh, we moved into a van. We were living in Utah at the time, moved into the van to go to the East coast cause her parents lived there Yep. and uh, check all that out. Cause I'd never been there before and hit up Michelle, the, uh, founder and kind of wanted to do some ambassador work for her. And she was oh, like, cool. well, I've got more if you want to help out. And I was like, sure. And so that whole summer, we basically spent the whole summer hopping around to different bike parks and checking them out and nice. uh, doing some write-ups on them. And it's just so cool to Wait, see. Wait, you guys had a blog. Didn't you? Did you guys do a blog on this? I didn't personally do a blog on it, but I think there may have been one prior to me. Okay. Um, okay. Because I remember reading about some of this. Yeah. And uh, so we did that, and it was such a fun experience, and it's so cool to just see the differences in the bike park, basically. You know, yeah. you'll go to one bike park. Uh, you know, we went to Platykill, and that place is so raw, so natural. Thank you. So steep. And... Uh, Totally different than if you go to like Killington, where everything's buff, right? And pretty smooth, right? And super beginner friendly, and there's definitely a market for both of those kind of riders. You know, mm -hmm. there's the old school guys who love the classic gnarly, chunky stuff, and then there's the people that are coming in now that want to go ride buff flow jump trails all day, but they can still go hit other ones if they want to. Right, right. So, um, any any favorite spots? I'm a huge fan of Thunder Mountain. That place is so really? much fun. Yeah, really? it's, they got a little bit of everything. Like I love the techie, steep, Rudy stuff mm -hmm. for sure. So I'll go there and ride Trillium and Billy Badger all day and just have a ton of fun on that. But then you can still just go, rattle your teeth loose. Yeah, but then you can still go uh, hit some really big jumps on Hollywood. And uh, I'm originally from the Midwest too. And another one of my favorites is uh, Spirit Mountain up in Duluth. Okay, sure. Which is one of the prettiest places i think i've ever been just looking down on lake superior i was gonna say yeah you get a beautiful view yeah and growing up i grew up in iowa which is probably the weirdest background for, <laughs> for gravity riding but uh i grew up there and we used to always go up to the northern midwest which is minnesota and like the up of michigan to race okay yeah back before you know gravity mountain biking even existed there we were getting driven up in f-350 trucks mm -hmm. at the resorts so um but yeah duluth has an amazing view uh, and then the riding there is almost like Whistler. It's kind of got a little bit of a BC feel with a lot more moisture in the dirt and some huge rock slab rolls. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So cool. It, you don't have to go far to get some, some fun stuff. Yeah. Well, I think that's what's neat about the bike parks are definitely something that's happening that's kind of, I think, giving people a wider appreciation for all the different styles of riding that you can do. Yeah. And I've got a bunch of XC friends who are finally getting into the bike park scene and like, Oh, I can jump my bike. I'm one of those people. Like I started doing bike parks two years ago, and I'm like, oh, I can, I can actually jump. Yeah. So there's definitely that sort of crossover experience and sort of skill building that you get from that. But at the same time, I think like the 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 pure simple fact is like there's really good riding everywhere. Yeah, for sure. And the fact that now you can go and you can plan a trip that involves some really cool, like, on the map trail riding. And on your drive there or on your drive home or even in the exact same neighborhood, there's probably a bike park there now, too. Yeah, exactly. Which you can go and just session some flow trails. And Yeah, it's been crazy to see what's been going on in uh, Bentonville, Arkansas. You know, yes, it's one of those, sure. like, if I had had that 
in the Midwest when I was a kid, it would have been, I had so many more skills. But a place like that to see how it's basically just totally grown off of the mountain bike industry. You know, the, the town's probably wasn't known for very much more besides having the uh, home of Walmart before. Right, right. But now it's like probably the go to destination for mountain biking for the whole family. So it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy to see the development of it and just the riding everywhere. I When I lived in Utah, you know, I kind of thought that was like, the raddest stuff out there and right. I didn't need to go anywhere else but then once I came to the east coast I was like man there really is awesome riding absolutely everywhere yeah and people really are is. there's a lot of people working really hard to make that possible to make that know? happen yeah yeah there's a lot of uh there's a lot of uh, foundations that are popping up that are building trails totally for free you know on yeah. volunteer time and that's what it's going to take to have awesome trails is people doing it on their own time yeah yeah so you and your wife did a whole year in the van, huh? We did, yeah, a little under a year. We uh, did it and uh, had our dog, too, so it was a nice tight fit in there. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. It was kind of the best, one of the best experiences. How many times did you use the hashtag van life? <laughs> <laughs> Probably too many. Probably way too many. But, uh, so yeah. the, the joke there is I'm trying to imply the fact that, you know, you see these... You see these the beautiful side of van life in Instagram. Right? Oh, yeah. But hit us with the real, actual, like, was it all uh, bubble gum and, uh, and lollipops? I mean, it's awesome what it allows you to do, but it's definitely, they don't see the backside of it where you're spending nights in rest stops and Walmarts and you're, like, cooking meals in a parking lot on your Coleman stove and, you know, you're trying to, you have a wet dog from a rainstorm you just got caught in that you're in a van that you can't dry off anywhere. So can't get away from that smell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's awesome. Well, how about doing laundry and so forth? I mean, you got to go to a laundry yep. mat every once in a while. Like, yeah. you're planning out where you're stopping to be able to do your normal household chores, right? Yeah, exactly. It was. We were pretty lucky, too, because we had a pretty good friend base out west. And then my family lived in Iowa. And her family lived uh, on the East Coast in Philadelphia. So we kind of had a place where we knew we could stop back to if we needed to bail out a little bit. So, uh, But I definitely recommend anybody who's interested in it getting a van and just trying it out for a little bit. Because even if it's just a weekend or a vacation, it makes it so much easier to go do trips. So Nice. Yeah. So Philly, huh? Philly, yeah. Did you ever ride the Wissahickon? I did, yeah. The Wissahickon? Yeah. That place is rad. Right. Uh, There's also kind of a old bike park there called uh it's at spring mountain it was called launch bike park yep and you can go up I used there to live right in schwanksville yeah yeah you can go up there and ride some of the old hits they had there which is pretty fun just pedal up the road and yeah and ride them so yeah kind of a neat little spot yeah i think the wissahickon if if folks are listening to this and you have happen to be on the east coast and you've never ridden the wissahickon in philly you got to go and make it happen yeah one of the coolest things is that so it's an 18 mile loop in philadelphia proper and it's on this this in this ravine and down in the middle of the ravine is forbidden drive which was the original road in philadelphia yeah but then up on the sides where you're riding on one of the sides is the old aqueduct system that ben franklin helped design yeah that you're riding your bike over so like you're riding on history of america yeah <laughs> and there's some still there's some really good elevation change there too it's there probably is. the most in that like area of the city, that whole so. region yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's cool and they're doing a lot of uh, advanced work there now, too. They've kind of got a trail group that's making it more bike-oriented, you know, yeah. not just a hiking path kind of yeah. thing. So. Yeah, yeah, trying to kind of get some of the old brick foundations that you find down in there off the trail or reroute the trail around some of yeah. that stuff. Yeah, make it some more fun flow. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's very cool. Well, so how can listeners find out more about mountain bike parks and and how can they get access to any of the information or get themselves a pass? How do they do? How do they go about doing that? Yeah, so if they just want to go to the website, find any information on any of the uh, bike parks they're looking to go to. It's just mtbparks.com. And then uh, the pass is shop.mtbparks.com. Cool. Uh, and that'll have a full list of all the uh, bike parks that we currently partner with where you can get uh, you know, a free day at most of them. And then uh, most of them have 50% off return visits as well. Oh, cool. All right. So and you get a discount on a regular basis. Then yeah. So you can get that. Um, go in. If you really like to bike park, you can go in and get a discount day the next day as well. Yeah, nice. Uh, and then we also have a map on there that kind of shows you where all these bike parks are. So you can make your your travel you map. Plot your route. Yeah, cool. And um, how much does the pass cost? Can you share that with us? It is uh, two ninety nine. Oh, so that's not bad at all. No, I mean it usually that's like five days or four days at at some of the big notable bike parks. Exactly. Killington is sixty five dollars a day. Right. So yeah. if you go to Killington and four other parks, you pretty much have it you paid, paid for. for it. Yeah. So nice. Um, and so do you, are you? You're here at this event. You were also at Nimba Fest. I saw you guys there. Mm-hmm. You're also at the Dirt Fest PA. Are you doing the event circuit to try and help spread the word? And do you have an event calendar that you have listed up on the website? We don't have an event calendar on the website. Uh, we've got a pretty small crew of like two to three people, so we're, we try to put out as many fires as we can. Sure, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That would definitely be good to have that on there. Uh, but we're basically yeah, just trying to get people to know what we do and mm-hmm. and what they can find by going to our website. Uh, so getting out here, you know, being right at the hub of mountain biking, there's so many people that come to these events. It's almost like if you're a mountain biker, you've got to go to the mountain bike events. Right, right. So we want to be here uh, letting the, all those people know what's going on. Yeah. So are you do, you, do you partner with Seven Springs, who's also here? We do not currently partner with Seven Springs. We're, you know, we work with everybody to try to get them on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's, there's certain people who have, you know, certain stuff going on that they can't really do at that time. But, mm-hmm. um we, we definitely are in talks, and we would love to have them on in the very near future, but yep. we don't have them on currently. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, obviously, you guys have done a ton of work. You're helping to spread the word, which is really cool, getting more people out there and active on the on, on the mountain bike park scene. So it's cool, Chris. Thanks so much for, uh, for joining me and telling us all about it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. In my face, I'm going way too fast, but I ain't touching my brakes. Finger on the trigger shift, just swerving trees, catching the breeze as I wind on down these green and dirty trails. 